Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the final day of our eighth fruit of the Spirit, self-control. We've been working on this for eight months. And this is the final message for our fruit of the Spirit. And I just want to begin with a prayer as we start this series for today. Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you that every good and perfect gift comes from you, the King of kings and Lord of lords. You have promised that if I commit whatever I do to you, then you will cause my plans to succeed. My success will come from aligning my plans with your will. Let us hear your voice clearly as you give us wisdom and guidance today. Remind us all that success is not found in the world, but is found in you. Now, may you, the Lord of all, give us success at all times and in every way. In your mighty name, amen. Praise the Lord. Let's get on with the rise for today. Hallelujah. I'm so excited. As we look at the final fruit, the final series for this eighth fruit of the Spirit, self-control, let us think about growth and evolve. Growth and evolve. This is a term that I received when looking at some material through um, on the TV. Um, when someone was going through rehabilitation and that was the two words that they used growth and evolve Who doesn't want to grow and evolve? I ask you who doesn't want that? The scripture that I want to use as a focus is coming from 2nd Peter chapter 3 verse 18 2nd Peter chapter 3 verse 18 But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. God is doing something different here. He is definitely doing something. In our current environment, there's another epidemic that has become very political. At least it is being placed in individual psyche. According to the mental health community, that's on the rise is failure to thrive, which is a syndrome that refers to young adults who are having trouble becoming self-sufficient and taking on adult responsibilities. Current studies reveal an astounding 45% of 18 to 34-year-olds in, let's just say, in New York or New Jersey, I believe it was the New Jersey area, still living at home with their parents. I know that when I turned 17 and I was a sophomore in college because I graduated early, 
I had signed for my first apartment, something that should not have happened because I was underage. The moral of the story, not that I signed a contract underage unknowingly, is but that um, I wanted to grow and I wanted to evolve into a mature adult with independence. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is healthy. In failure to thrive, on the other hand, it was originally seen as an inability to grow and thrive when all areas of your being um, is healthy. There's a malnourishment to grow and live progressively. Failure to thrive in the early years of the, as we look at the psychological area, uh, mental health, even if the physical growth improves, it can lead to mental, emotional, and social problems in adulthood. Growth failure or failure to thrive is a term used for describing inadequate growth in early childhood. So, if this is an issue, especially in today's current disposition, God wants us to be progressive in our development. He wants us progressive. As we are growing and evolving, Scripture clearly tells us in James chapter 4 verses 1 and 3, 1 through 3, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. That you may spend what you get on your pleasures. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of that word. <laughs> we just have to grow up. And become beings of progression. Because we're humans, we're capable of error. We fall down and life happens. It all happens to us. There's not one person that it didn't happen to or it doesn't happen to. We do hold on to the faith that Jesus was talking about with Thomas. And that is blind faith. That is, you know that you know that you know and you move forward. We must grow and evolve. We are destined for greatness. And if we want it, God has awesome plans for us. He has the plan for us. The, uh, the, uh, the law says to do diligence and check the facts. Due diligence and check the facts. That is the world's standards. Jesus here, from the beginning of anything of us and about us, we're to trust and believe, we're to encourage, 
we're to step out we're to embrace faith believing that our life is bigger than anything we can ever imagine yes we will have trials and tribulations jesus said that the triune god has plans for us just remember that god wants us to really rest slow down stop trying to figure it out but be progressive and work your life daily i'm gonna say it one more time god wants us to really rest that is he wants us to just slow down stop trying to figure it out like the hamster on the wheel that just keeps spinning in the same direction thinking that it's going to get to another destination but it really doesn't because it's in the same direction but we must be progressive and work our life daily the constant struggle with life is that a part of us is looking for morality signals of truth to what we believe while in the environment of law many of us are walking around in law i believe this is why we constantly struggle with law and faith now that's a whole nother context on in itself we can do a whole sermon or revival on law and faith but this is not what we're trying to focus on we're just mentioning this and we're moving on we should all realize that we have sinned against god's law that we know we fall short of the perfect glory and light of god that we know the scripture tells us all have sinned and fall short of the glory that's in romans chapter 3 verse 23 and also again in first john chapter 1 verse 5 and 8 because our works of law are imperfect we cannot rely on them to make us right with god that we know to be justified that is to be made right in god's sight we must have faith in christ we must have faith in christ though we do our very best to obey god's law this is not sufficient to save us so in other words law says da 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 whatever that is faith says to believe the law says da 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 whatever that is faith says to just trust i have overcome this is jesus talking i have overcome the world in fact it tells us in scripture this um, John chapter 1 verses 1 through 5 in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the same was in the beginning with God all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. May the Lord add a blessing to that reading, to the reading and hearing of that. 
This is very painful, but it is also very, very real. And also, Scripture tells us in Mark chapter 8, verse 36, What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? We must live up to significance. Our values are mere cubic zircombia. It's not even a zircon, which is real. We want the shiny we want the cubic zycombia. We reject the real substance, such as colored real diamonds, over the fake lab-created substance that we don't even know what is in that, not knowing its true brilliance. Our fallen man state will gravitate to the large, fake, shiny, uh, wanting to believe that something is true. So how long must we fall for the okidote? How long? And in conclusion for today, keep this in your mind. God does not disappoint. He does not disappoint. All this stuff that we're hearing, you've got to, you can hear it, but also don't let that stuff get into your psyche. Don't let that stuff get into your being. Slow down and take retrospective of things. There are days when um, it feels like everyone has abandoned you. There may be days where you don't feel like you're hearing God, but rest assured that God has not disappeared. He is there with us all. When in doubt, when we can't sleep, just pray the scriptures for every situation in our life for the Lord will go ahead of you yes the God of Israel will protect you from behind that is Isaiah chapter 52 verse 12b don't focus on the external see it however go with God 100% regardless don't love money be satisfied with what you have, for God has said, I will never, ever fail you. I will never, ever abandon you. That's Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. If you need to plaster that somewhere on your phone, your social device, or your whatever place in your room, your refrigerator, or somewhere. And also the scripture says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. That's Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. And one last thing. Remember the Gospel according to John, chapter 1, verses 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. I'm not going to go and read those scriptures, but I want to tell you what it represents. The Jews could not accept or understand that Jesus was the Messiah. Those that lack understanding are said to be in darkness. The Greek word used in the verse 
for darkness is Scotia, S-K-O-T-I-A, if you want to look that up, meaning a lack of moral, moral, M-O-R-A-L, and spiritual clarity or understanding. Therefore, those who reject Jesus reject God's eternal life and eternal truth, remaining in a state of moral and spiritual darkness. That's very deep. Theology and Greek studies suggest that when John wrote this gospel, the Gnosticism was prevalent. Gnosticism was a system of thought that held all matter is evil. All that is non-material or spiritual is good. And that God is unknowledgeable. The fact that God created all material things would have been shocking and unthinkable to a Gnostic as well as to a Greek. To a Jew, it would have been blasphemous for a human to call himself God. It was startling and offensive to many cultures and people of this time period and still today. So we know who we are because of this word tells us so. The word tells us that we know everything that we are, we are and has been given to us. What we do with it is our gift to him. So, the word also tells us that the triune God, that we have the triune God. He is far bigger than any problem we face. So, we have Jesus. He brings us life. He brings us light and the truth into our lives. When we know and follow Jesus, his truth is like a light that shines ahead of us, helping us to find our way. So, when we have Jesus' light penetrating the darkness in our hearts, it reveals who we really are. Scripture tells us your overflowing goodness you have kept for those who live in awe of you. And you share your goodness with those who make you their sanctuary. You hide them, you shelter them in your presence, safe from the conspiracies of sinful men. You keep them in your tent safe from the slander of accusing tongues. That is Psalms chapter 31, verse 19 and 20. This concludes our eighth month of the Fruit of the Spirit series. Let's offer to ourselves and to others love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control.
Have a blessed and beautiful day in the Lord. Remember that Jesus is Lord and love yourselves and love others. Forgive yourselves and forgive others. Selah.